my lovelies. I am Joanne Johnson, and this, once again, is The Tipping Point. Thank you so much to those of you who continue to come back every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know you're watching from all over the country as well as all over the world, as a matter of fact, and we just thank you. Um, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for, for just continuing to come back and supporting the show and for sharing it with all of your friends. Tonight, we have with us actor, producer, director, Scott Yates, and I'm absolutely tickled. I've got a couple of clips to show you of his work. Um, he is really out here doing some amazing things. And I want to go ahead before we bring him on. Let me show you the trailer for something that he has done. And it is called As the Crow Flies. Hang tight. She might need some help. seconds into that thing, I was like, oh my God. All right. So here we are. Let's bring on Scott Yates. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? Well, I'm scared now, actually, is what it is. I didn't, I didn't mean to scare you. That's a, that's good stuff, though. That I mean, people love that kind of stuff. I want to talk, Scott. I just want to jump into it because you have so many things going on. For, for those who may not know, you are an actor, a producer, a director. You're out there doing a lot of things. And this was a short film that you did. Can you, since we just watched that trailer, can you kind of give us a background on the piece and what led up to it? Uh, as the crow flies, I was just sitting around. And I'm a, just thought, you know, I always shot something like outside and I said, I want to make a movie, a short film. And I come up with an idea in my head about, you know, a couple's going to a wedding and they get stranded and they have to take a shortcut and disaster happens. They run up on something they weren't supposed to. And just have to watch it. I mean, it's on YouTube. It's on it's on YouTube. It's scary. Yeah. It's like a horror thriller. It, it, it is a thriller. And you, I mean, this is this is your first one that you did? My first one I've ever directed. I was in the beginning of it, the trailer. And I tackle, you know, the girl, you know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I added and directed a little bit. 
you acted and directed and you started right. acting when how go for, go back um, i started back in 2014 in uh elbow grease uh production directed by jason shirley mm -hmm. um really great guy as an uh, extra and my wife seen it on the news advertised needing needing people and he said, why don't you try it? And I, I, I okay. I emailed them and they beat me, me and my daughter. And we went in, told us what, they sent us the email back and told us what to do, where to be, location. So we went, then, you know, it's just, and I got to stand in for Keith Harris and it's just doing the work, I mean, it's so it's, it's hard, but it I love it. Yeah. But after you walk down the street, like a hundred people fade away from you, and you do a great job on it, and they clap. I mean, it just makes you feel good, and just it it grabs me. Yeah. And it started from there. Yeah. Can I get you to scoot over just a tiny, tiny bit because I want to make sure. Every, there you go. I want to make sure the other way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, sorry, the logo is at the top and technology does that and it was covering a part of your face and I want to make oh, sure everybody sees you. I want to make sure they see you. Um, okay. So you, you know, so so an actor, a producer, a director, and this has only been going on since 2014, you said. Yeah, I first started out in 13 as extra and elbow grease. Then I kind of slacked off, you know, uh, my mom was getting sick and all, and, you know, it's just, then I went on, after that, I started as a co-host on the Indy Pearl show on Facebook, and I was there about two years, and I helped her for about, yeah, two years on Friday night, so... That, well, so that's fun too. And it's interesting how you are going about your business, Scott, doing other things and then opportunities put, they yeah, present themselves. Yeah. She just offered me to come back to reappear uh, next week. If I wanted. So I might help her or not. Is this something you think you're going to always want to do? Uh uh, just the the whole entertainment oh, industry. Oh, entertainment! Oh, yes! Oh, yes! Yes. Yeah. So it got. I love acting. I love filming. Yeah. I like directing. You know, I'm learning, but I you got to do it to learn. You have so, to do it to learn. And I've been doing it so. So what would you say to people who were thinking, okay, maybe it's too late in life or maybe my career's already carved out for me. I don't know if I want to pursue it. What would you say? I would say you got it in your heart, you got passion and you love it. Go for it. It don't matter how old you are. I'm 48 years old. And, 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 it's not that, and it's not that 48 is old. And I didn't ask you that yeah. question because I thought you were old. I actually asked you that question because you were doing a different job. And only in 2014 did these, these things start to present themselves. Yeah. And what would have happened, do you think, if you would not have grabbed the opportunity? Probably if I wouldn't have had that email 
I mean, I've always wanted to do something like that. But was it sure? Not like, no way they would, I could do something like that. But I did, loved it. And it just like grabbed me. Yeah. Pulled me in. It's addicting, isn't it? Yes. It I is. It's like being on the radio. All of the radio personalities that I know and that I'm friends with, the, the ones that I am, they say, you know what, once that grabs a hold of you, it doesn't let go and it's in your blood. And, and that's why many radio personalities never retire is because they can't imagine their life without radio. I, I know. I, I'm always doing something with a camera or something. I mean, it's just, I love doing it. You did, and isn't that everything? Because so many of us go and we do jobs that we don't love, but we want to pay the bills. But when you do something that it's like, it's all you can think about. It's what, it doesn't even feel like work to you. It changes your outlook. Yes. You, you need, when you start out, don't think you're going to get rich or don't, don't do it for them. You know, you just don't want to think, oh, I'm going to make millions of dollars. You know, I mean, you don't want to have that attitude. But you want to you want to love it, just not want to just see what it is. And yeah, you don't want to do that. And if you had to pick between producing and acting and directing, could you do it? Yes. You could choose one. No, no, I can't. <laughs> On second thought, no, I can't. Uh, I would. I know I should do one, but I like to learn it all and do it all just to know it. I think I'd rather act. You'd rather act. However, the, the director and producer bug has bitten you and you're already working on other projects. Yes. And this, even, though, even though As the Crow Flies was the first one, it's not going to be the last one. That's just my short film, yeah. Yeah. Do you, I mean, when I ask you that, you know, if you had to pick one, the beauty of it is, Scott, you don't have to pick just one thing that you love or that you can do. And so often people think that they need to choose. And it, you know, I mean, why why should you if you can? Well, I mean, that's that's right. I mean, if I can do it, if I can direct and act a few scenes or whatever, that's fine. I mean, but it's kind of hard to do everything, you know, at one time. Oh, at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Like, like all of the faux pas that I make and all the mistakes I make trying to do my own technology when I do this show. Um, that's true. If I, so anybody watching, if you want to help me with the technology, give me a ring. Um, but you know, it, but it is, I mean, simultaneously doing the things. Yes. Is difficult, but maybe if you are an actor and you're wanting to get into directing or producing and, and you're watching this show and you're listening to what Scott says, I mean, you don't have to choose. Now it might be difficult to be in some scenes and be producing it at the same time, but you can flip flop too on projects. Yes. Yes, you can. You can do anything that's in your heart and your mind that you want to do. You can do it. What did your daughter think of it when she was in elbow grease with you? She loved it. She was real small, um, yeah. but she, she's like, you know, when he goes up and kisses the girl, we got home. Daddy kissed the girl. And I'm like, no, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the scene, you know, act like it. 
Brooke? Yeah, it was really fun. But does she do more things? No, she's not into that. Okay. She's she's into beauty pageants. She's into beauty pageants. Very good. And and she's loving that, I assume? Uh, Yeah, she was. She's 17 now, and uh, she hadn't done it in a couple of years. Right. Right. Well, let's talk about some of the projects that you have coming up, because I know you have a lot on your plate. Okay. Right now we're filming a new remake, The Untold of Aaliyah. Um, I'm playing Scott Gallen. I'm Aaliyah's bodyguard. And it's going to be, it's going to have DMA, you know, it's, they already got one 20 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, uh, somebody remade it, but we're going to do the best, you know, the best we can, and I know we will. You're going to spice so, it up? Yeah, it's it's going to have the good things. So is this currently in production? Yes. It is. Okay. So yeah. and do, yeah. you have, do you have multiple projects right now in production? Yes. yes. And I'm in, uh, it's called Judge Not. Mm-hmm. I'm a doctor in it. And what it is, it's about two foster kids. It's little and they grow up and and they become, become something else in foster care. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very, it's very good story. But that's about all I can say about that one. Okay. All right. Then, okay. We're, we're we're keeping it closed on certain things. We don't want to blow the lid off. Yeah, yeah, Just kind of give people a small taste of some of the yeah. things that you have going on. And you, there's another project called the auction. And I want to play that clip. And then I want to bring you back, Scott, and talk about yeah. that. This is another one that you're involved in. So let's take just a couple of minutes and watch this. I love it. I love it. I really love the the black against the red tie. I mean, that really pops. Scott, it's so this is this is one that now you produced. 
directed by Nicky Parks, Irish producer, mm-hmm. and you know, and it's his wife had written written it, and he he was directing, and I just produced it, and had a lot of fun. Had a lot of great actors in that book. Little, it's a short. Um, it's not very long, but it's it's really good. So talk about the premise of it, the auction. What will we expect it's in it? About, you you go to an auction and you're dealing and you're betting against the devil. Betting against the devil. Bidding, bidding is what I meant. Bidding against the devil. Yeah, well, all right. So we need to take a look at that. And let's see, let me put this up here really quick. So you guys can go to um, YouTube and there's the link to get that. And it is called The Auction, produced by Scott Yates. Scott, I mean, you've got a lot of things going on in the fire, (laughs) right? (laughs) Done, it hadn't been released yet, but I added in. So, so let's talk about, because we have a lot of people who watch this show who, who follow us because they like inspiration and they like motivation. And you're a person to follow, Scott, because you really are out there getting it. You know, you're not just sitting here and, and COVID did not take you down, right? No, not in my backyard with a camera. You were in the backyard with the camera and you've been filming something every single day. Just yeah, it's making a little comedy or some skit or whatever. Until, yeah. See, I'll, I started by myself. I kid, I kidnapped myself. So and you had, you had in the back seat of the car. Yeah. And go down the road. Yeah, I mean, you just have to. I got like 150 videos. You know, I've made. I mean, so you learn. You can. Look at my popular ones and all that. But I would love to have some likes and subscribers and, you know, people to support me. So so to the people who maybe have felt alone and feel like I don't know where to begin on whatever it is, whether it's in acting, directing, whether it's in business, maybe someone has thought about opening a company, but they thought, I don't have the funds. I don't have the support network. You know, what do we say to those folks? Because you're a walking testimony to making it happen. Some of them, I use my phone. Mm -hmm. I had, I made me a tripod, you know, and I guess, a gimbal now, but back then, uh, but just held it out and set or set the camera down in different angles, then edit it and filmed it. You can do it just with a cell phone and a gimbal or a tripod. I love that yeah. message. Yeah. yeah, it's so easy, Scott, to say but I can't it's do hard, it. but you yeah, can't. but. But it's easy for people to sit there and say, well, I don't have what I need. I don't have the proper equipment. I don't have whatever it is. If you want it, yeah, if you want it, you have to get out there and do it. I mean, I remember when I started my catering company, it was back in 2007. And that was a terrible time to start a business. And everybody thought I was crazy and nobody wanted to support it. And we literally had 
you talk about a shoe a shoestring. I mean, we had barely anything, but I, yeah. I I did what I could in the beginning with what little I had, and I grew the business and grew the business. And people said, "How could you do this in a downed economy?" Which is what we're facing right now. Things are tough, right? Um, yeah. Things are the prices are through the roof, and it's the same kind of a thing. And people say, "Well, how can I do that?" The way I felt, and I don't know if you felt this way, but I felt like at that time my business isn't going to be successful to, for two to three years anyway. And I'm going to make all yeah. kinds of mistakes. Why not make them now when nobody's paying attention? You, you, you learn from your mistakes. Yeah. I mean, all my stuff's not perfect. I know that. I think that, you know, but that's just me, but a lot of people like it and that's good. I'm glad. Yeah. But you have to learn somewhere. If you make a mistake, just do it again. Absolutely. There's always room for improvement and we need to be open to the criticism and be flexible. Good criticism. I mean, that's, you have to take it with a grain yeah. of salt. Good criticism. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because that's the only way that we can get better, right? Yes. If we're willing to take a look at it. That's what, you know, got me. I've asked, I mentioned a bunch of directors, you know, how do I do this? How do I do that? How do you like this? And they'll say, no. Nah. And I redo it, you know. And, and, and what did you learn? What did you learn in that process when you redid it? Not only about your material, but what did you learn about yourself? Watch, kind of angle, you know, or or what kind of filter I needed for a camera, you know, stuff like that. What what uh, ISO? It's a lot of technical stuff. Yeah, it goes with it too. But you, yeah. in those moments, too, we learn about ourselves, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's um, and, and how we handle that kind of criticism. And for a lot of people, it can be difficult. I know it can be difficult for me. It can be. It can be, but, hey, it's good criticism, I, I think. But yeah. you might not think it is not good, but, I mean, it's just... Yeah, it's, you. it's like when an author writes a book and then the, the red pen, you know, it comes back and it's covered in red pen and all the revisions have to happen. You can't say, oh, well, I'm not a good writer. You have to be willing to take that into consideration and say, OK, let me see and try to do the rewrites on it. And it's going to be a better product. And I like the idea, too, that you said is learning from other people, because those people who have come before you who are directing and producing, they've already made mistakes. And it's not that they're trying to be you know, critical of you, but they're saying, hey, look, let's not reinvent the wheel. I've already done those things. Learn from me. Right. Yeah. Is there anybody that as a director that you've aspired to be that that you really like their work? Yes. Uh, uh, Jason Shirley. Uh, I, he, he inspired me. Uh, I want to shout out to uh, Keith Harris. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to watch that film, it's on Amazon Prime. OK. And it's already out. It just come out theaters. They somehow it something happened and now yeah. it's running. But um you can watch that there. And the other ones at the auction on YouTube. Right. Crow flies on YouTube. 
And let's put that back up one more time. It's called The Auction. It is a short film. Yes. By, and you produced it. And yes. they can get that on YouTube again. And As the Crow Flies also, we saw that in the beginning of the show, for those who maybe are joining us a little late, we saw As the Crow Flies. And it's a 30-minute, roughly a 30-minute short yes. film. Can I say suspense, horror? What should I say? Uh, I watched it. I know what I think. What do you think? Well. I put it as a horror. Yeah. But yeah. I think it horror thriller, suspense. I would agree. I would agree. It's a great job. And especially, yeah. For and for those who don't know, that was your first film. And I the first way ever I come straight out of my out of my head. And I told the guy, Joe Ellison, he put it on paper in script form. And you know, I, he put a few little twists in it. That was fine. We went with it. Yeah. And people love it. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. So good for you. And you've got a lot of acting things in the works. And we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for the night. But what is, what is one more thing that you would say to people having come through the last year and how our lives have changed so much? and how our thought processes, Scott, about everything, work, life, families changed, but also our dreams and what we want to do with the rest of our lives. What would you say to people? You just never, if you got a dream you want to do, just do it. Don't tell nobody, don't let nobody tell you you can't do it. Exactly. You got your heart, passion, you can do it. Mm -hmm. Don't wait, right? Don't wait. Go after it. All just, right. Just if you mess up, do it again. You'll exactly. find it. I'm so glad that you were here. And I know you've if got you other things it. going on, other projects going on. I want you to come back as you know, those things are progressing, Scott, so that we can talk more about that. Because yeah. I know we have a lid right now on a couple of really great things that are happening. And so we couldn't share too much with you guys um, on those, but soon we'll be able to do that. Yes. All right. We'll see you soon. Take All care. Right. Thank you, <laughs> All right. Again, you want to get up with Scott Yates. He is doing amazing things. As the crow flies, get that on YouTube. Go look at the auction. We're putting all the links in on all of that. Let me um, just say before we go, I kind of want to reiterate that again. You know, I'm not trying to harp on this about how the last year was. I know we're all talking about it. We're sick of talking about it. But we've changed a lot and time, time doesn't wait, I guess, is a great way to say it. If there is something, if there's a dream burning within you, a, a something that you really feel that you were called to do, please get out there and do it. Tomorrow is not promised. Um, and, you know, you can truly do anything that you set your mind to. We are so blessed to be gifted with skills and talents and abilities. And if you have an idea that's on your head or something that's laid on your heart that you can't let it go. There's a reason, my friends, that you're not able to let it go. Go after it and don't worry about who supports you or who doesn't support you in it. Go after it because it is for you. Nothing is laid on your heart for the purpose of just staying there. If he lays it there, he wants you to do something with it. Until next time, my lovelies, be loving, be kind, and above all, be humble. I'll see you next time. Thank you.